You know the show, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is, of course, uh, I want to give a shout-out to the University of Missouri uh, football team, uh, particularly those young men, the entire team and the coach who stood up for uh, what they felt was um, a number of students that hadn't been unjustly treated there at the university and that the president of the university decided to just uh, ignore and not protect the, the university, uh, the students, um, what they stood for, what they believed in. And so I just want to commend those young men. Listen, there, there, are, there are grandparents and great-great-grandparents that, uh, that stood up and fought and died in this, in this country so that we could all live in a safe place and be treated as decent human beings and would not have to uh, be forced to be bullied, uh, treated unfairly, uh, because that is not what this United States of America is about. So it's bigger than ball. You should know that by now. And I want to commend those young men for, uh, for stepping up and standing out and saying, hey, it ain't about football. It's about people being treated fairly. And I, you know, on one of the big boy shows the other day, somebody said something which I, I was hoping that somebody would expand upon, and I didn't hear it. And then one person, probably one of the least likely individuals I expect to say something, um, tried to put it in perspective. And, and I want everybody out there to know that, listen, when you are a, you know, a high-profile athlete on a Division I campus across this country, uh, you, you, you're, you have a, a, a different kind of status. Uh, you are treated differently than some other people. And it, it, when you go to a large school, like let's say, let me give an example, the Ohio State University, you know, minorities may represent 3% of the people at that university. Let's say 5%, certainly 3 to 5% at that university. That's a university of 60,000 people. Um, on the football team, minorities may represent 70% of that football team. Certainly, the starters may represent 70% of the football team. Th- that is like a fraternity. You're like, that's who you spend the majority of your time with, your years at school. Within that group of people, within that family of people, you're together. That, so that's what your life looks like. And, and you're treated, you get the best of the best of the best of everything there is. That not only happens at Ohio State, that happens also in Missouri. That happens at, you know, at... USC, UCLA, Notre Dame, uh, Texas A&M, Texas, Cal, you know, it's just that, that it just that's the way it is. And so those other minority students who are not part of that team, they they they're on the outside and they're part of that three percent. They really are three percent. So, you know, three percent of of 50,000 people, you know, that's fifteen hundred. That's 45,000, I mean, I mean that's 40-some-odd uh, uh, thousand, you know, and you got 1,500. 
And so it you you can things can get a little bit uh, how could I say at time a little intimidating. And uh you feel like you're all alone. And it's okay when you get a big brother that every now and then, you know, stops by the house to check on you to see how things are going. That's basically what that kind of scenario was. You know, you got, like I said, 50,000 people, 1,500 of them. You know, so 48,000, you know, 500, you know, may be black. I mean, maybe white. The rest of, you know, 1,500 of you are black. And sometimes it's a little intimidating. And then things happen. And I don't even want to go into what happens, but they happen. And so, hey, let's just, Rodney said a long time ago, man, let's just all get along. You know, sports is such a beautiful thing. Uh, Let's play it for its purpose, and that is to bring joy to the the lives of everybody who wants to watch the sport. Uh, Don't don't make us use it for a tool to make you do what's right. You know, what's right is to watch the game and everybody enjoy it. And, and hey, and it, it's not about dumb jocks. It's awful smart of them jocks to use the power they have to step up to make people do what's right. So, okay, that's what matters to me. So I understand I got Chef Julian on the line. There's a lot of things we got to talk about. We got power rankings. We got the Eagles beat the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Uh, we got Ohio State Buckeyes, of course. Uh, JT Barrett, you know, license got suspended, but, you know, he's going to be back on the team. Um, he wasn't off the team. He was suspended for a week. Um, Chicago Bears won a game, and they beat somebody who can't win a game. Uh, I'm, hey, I'm starting these Arizona Cardinals out here starting to you know creep up, and um, you never know what's going on. Cam continue to do his thing. Uh, it's you know, just a lot to talk about. So, uh, Chef Julian, the Cleveland Browns out there, I'm sure there's a little bit. Well, I'm not going to say there was anything to get excited about, but but Johnny didn't play. He didn't stink up the house. I know the last time you and I talked. Uh, we were going to talk about if Johnny Manziel stunk up the place. Were we going to, you know, were we going to be done with him? And if he if he performed decently or won the game, would we stick with him? So I'm just going to jump right into it, Chef Julian. Let's go ahead and talk about Johnny Football. What was your assessment of his play, and where do you see him at this week and going forward? Well, I was expecting from him not to turn the ball over. Uh, to play, be the game manager, really. Uh, you're facing a great team. The Basically, what you had to do as at quarterback, the least you could do as quarterback, is not turn over the ball and get your, uh, your offense some yards. I think uh, he did do a decent job at quarterback. He didn't turn the ball over. He threw a touchdown pass. He, he was moving the ball down the uh, field a little bit. Uh, but overall, I mean, of course, how good could you really be against one of the best teams in the league? Um, so I think he did a decent job. Um, I don't know if that's going to get him the starting job. I mean, do you think he but, deserves? Uh, do you think he deserved the starting job after the way he performed last week? Um, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Josh McCown still hasn't been practicing. Word on the street that Josh McCown hasn't been practicing still, so uh, he might get another chance uh, this Sunday. Well. I'm just, I mean, but from your perspective, did you see enough out of Johnny Manziel to say, hey, let's stick with him? Because I really don't know at halftime, I don't know what the coach is thinking about, you know, trying to keep Johnny in the pocket. When Johnny was on the move, he was making plays happen. You try to keep him in the pocket, let the man be who he is. Let him create the opportunities for him, improvise. You got a play call, it's not working, then you go into, you know, automatic 
make a play happen. So I, I thought Johnny, when he was out of the pocket or when even a play was designed for him to be out of pocket on the move, his receivers, you know, is different than when you run a route, a defined route, as opposed to when you extend a route because the quarterback is on the move. You can alter that route in such a way that you can work your way open. I think that's where Johnny's success is going to come from. I think he did... I think he did well enough that he deserved a second chance. After all, if Josh is banged up a little bit, give him a little bit more time to rest. Johnny could get in and, and get hot, but you know what you got with Josh. You don't know what you got, what you have with Johnny. I, I say I say stick with him. I didn't see enough where I felt like he lost the opportunity for us to even consider him. And you can't just keep putting the guy in, taking him out, putting him in, taking him out. Even if somebody is hurt, if he's your future. Your future is now. Put him in, keep him in, see how it works out for the end of the season. I, you know, because next year you're going to go right back to what? To another quarterback competition? Put him in there and let him ride the rest of the season out. I don't see, because then you can make a decision. Because if you know if Josh McCown is not your answer, and then you see Johnny is not the answer, then you got to go into the draft looking for a quarterback. Would you agree with that? Uh, definitely, most definitely. Uh, if you're going to pick a quarterback, it, it now's the time because uh, the season, we're starting to get into the middle of the season, close to the end, and uh, it still seems like they still don't know who the starting quarterback is. It doesn't seem like they want to put their trust in either of these quarterbacks. But the competitions it's getting old, you know, because Johnny Nazelle had to do this uh, last year. With the competition with Brian Hoyer, he had to do, and now he has to do this this year. And if he has to do it next year, it's just going to get old, and it's just going to think maybe Johnny Menzel isn't their quarterback, or maybe that coach has no idea what he wants, what he wants, or what he needs from his quarterback. Uh, what he needs from his quarterback is production, and the only way you're going to get production out of that quarterback, you got to get him in the time. He got to, he's got to develop some chemistry. Uh, with some players there, he got to develop some some trust in his in his alignment. You got to develop a, a a running game, you know, to take some of the pressure off of him. You got to be able to so he could play action pass, and you got a couple decent receivers. But you cannot go into this the same way next year, the same way you went into it this season. Two of the same people can't be competing for the same job again. You know, somebody won it; it's their job. But I, I really believe, again, you know what you got with Josh McCown, and I don't believe that the Browns feel that Josh McCown is going to take them to a Super Bowl. They, I'm not sure they believe Johnny is, but they're not sure he can't because they haven't given him a, a chance, you know. And I, Johnny's no longer a rookie anymore. You know, he's, he's been in a sense. He played some games. He's made some good plays, made some bad plays. So put him in. Let, let him play and then decide what you're going to do with the young man because I think he deserves – you know, at least a chance to to make a decision if I want to stay with this team because they want me or, you know, I'm staying with this team just because they need me as a backup position or this team is going to let me go and I'm going to go someplace else and get on with my life, you know. But uh, it's one of those things now where I, I really do believe that, let's say from the fans' perspective, I think the fans are ready to see, come on, let's give Johnny the chance. You know, we, 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 he's on our team. Everybody's talking about him. He's always in the media. We're paying, you know, our season tickets, you know, to see something exciting. At least, you know, he makes a couple plays every game. So at least give him that much, <laughs> you know, if nothing else, uh, give them that much. But I, I, I think the young man deserves a chance. Uh, 
because otherwise I, I think uh, I think he'll crack under the pressure. I think there's too, too many other things going on in his life that, you know, to have another knee jerk reaction. They take him back out. Johnny, I'm sure, feels just like you and I feel that he didn't play that bad. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting. But another name has come up in Cleveland from the past. Uh, I hear that Bernie, my former teammate, Bernie Kozar thinks he can fix it all. Bernie thinks he needs to take the helm and, and he can fix it. Now, is that something that you've been hearing uh, around there, uh, Chef Julian, that, that Bernie wants to step in? In what capacity? I'm not sure, but he thinks he can fix it. Uh, yeah, I've heard that uh, from many from many different uh, perspectives. Some people don't want want that to happen. Some people want it to happen. But um, I, I think if if it can shake things up and get them some wins, I think they they might as well let them. But what role would Bernie play? Is he talking about the coach? Is he is he talking about coming in and and uh, you know helping them with uh, you know to coach Johnny, or is he talking about? Uh, coming in to to be a head coach? Is he talking about coming in to be a general? I mean, what does he want to do? I I haven't heard from I should try to give my good friend a call. But uh, anyway, 888-346-9144 is the number that you can uh, call into. Uh, I believe we're going to take a break here, uh, and then we're going to come back. Chef Julian's on the line with me, uh, the Hall of Fame City. We're talking, of course, about those Cleveland Browns, and we'll be talking a little bit about the Buckeyes uh, when we come back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? 
have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Show me. That's what matters to me. The state of Missouri, the University of Missouri, those young men uh, decided to go along with the state motto. And since the president of the university wouldn't show uh, any compassion to those uh, young students out there, the fellows up there were being totally disrespected and um, uh, were uncomfortable in the atmosphere uh, that was somewhat of a hostile environment at the University of Missouri, uh, the football team stood up and they indeed uh, let everybody know that they cared about their fellow student athletes. And, uh, and so they will be playing against BYU. The president of the university has stepped down and uh, it will go back to business the way it should be and not the way it was. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my former coach, uh, Dick Vermeil. I don't know how many of you uh, may have saw Coach Vermeil on the football life. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, I was on that team when Coach Vermeil decided it was time for him to walk away uh, because he was burnt out, and uh, we were burnt out too. Um, uh, it's very interesting that he decided to walk away that year, and we started off 6-0. and And, I mean, it, uh, it was probably the, the hardest football I played in my life. It was my rookie year. Uh, we start off 6-0. and uh, It was the second year, I'm sorry, the uh, year after that that he decided to leave. But my rookie year, we start off 6-0. and They had lost the Super Bowl to the Raiders, and, and we start off 6-0. and And it was the first uh, NFL training camp I'd ever been in in my life. And I thought Woody worked us hard, but oh, my God. I believe someplace in the picture, Dick Vermeil's wife, you know, um, you know, amusingly says, you know, he was crazy, but... The man had a screw or two loose, but one of the greatest men I've ever met in my life, I thank him for the chance that he gave me to actually be drafted by somebody, that he has a choice. It's his, you know, sometimes people forget, I believe in the NFL draft, that that last pick that you get is just as important. You spend as much time evaluating that last pick as you do your first pick because you don't get any more after this one. This is your last one. And I was uh, Dick's last pick of the draft in that 1981 draft. And I thank God for that man drafting me and giving me an opportunity so that I can say now I'm a former football player in the National Football League. Uh, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Love you, man. Hope all's well with you and the family. Uh, I need to get me some of that wine that he makes. But anyway, uh, let me go uh, back and uh, talk to Chef Julian a little bit. Uh, we, we got finished. We just completed our conversation about, uh, of course, uh, as we always do, those Cleveland Browns. And, and then we want to go a little south down the highway there and, and, and jump into uh, the city of uh, Columbus, Ohio, and talk a little bit about the Buckeyes. And, of course, J.T. Barrett uh, has had his license suspended for six months, according to the court, and uh, the, one of the big boy shows out there. And so um, uh, he now will get a chance to come back and start this weekend, and it'll be you know football as usual for the 
uh, for the Buckeyes. Do you think that's the right thing to do there, Chef Julian? Um, yeah, I think it is. If, I mean, it, I mean, it sounds bad that uh, people just want him back after what he's done, after this uh, a violation like that. But, it's, I mean, he's done his punishment. So he's already got had had to give up a semester of uh, his scholarship. So I think he's gotten through, that, that punishment has gotten through to him uh, very much so. So um, I think that it should just be business as usual. Um, if he gets the spot, then that that's great for him, you know. Uh, they say that all he needs is to have a good week of practice, uh, a decent week of practice. That's what he said. It, obviously, Cardale Jones didn't do enough to show Urban Meyer that he has his full support. Well, I think Cardell Jones did a, a, enough for Urban Meyer to believe in him by what he did last year. But, uh, of course, you were talking about what have you done for me lately. And, again, Cardell Jones has not lost a game for him. Uh, but this is the way he decided to go. Um, you know, it's almost similar to what I'm saying about Johnny Menzel is this, okay, let's, let's make a decision. You know, don't keep going back and forth. And so the, the Buckeyes have made a decision. They're going to go with J.T. Barrett and not 12-gauge. So um, it's just interesting to me that, you know, a number one team, unlike boxing, where boxing you're supposed to beat a champ or knock a champ out, uh, these polls come out, and you got a team that's ranked number one, and, and then you come up with this, uh, you know, this amusing way of which you decide what team is stronger and, and what schedule is more difficult than the other. And all of a sudden, a team that won a national championship last year, you know, has back probably good 60 or 70% of their starters from last year, uh, haven't lost a football game. And they're ranked, you know, some place have them three, some places have them four. Uh, what do you think about these rankings, Chef Julian? And, and again, um, not thinking from a biased perspective, but honestly, uh, do you think Ohio State deserves to be number one or number two in the nation, or do you believe they deserve to be three or four as they are on some polls? I really think that this playoff uh, ranking, it has ruined the AP poll altogether, you know, because they had the rankings from uh, up until this, this past couple of weeks, and then they released these playoff rankings, and now – if you're the top four teams, you're going by the playoff ranking now. So Ohio State is number three, and uh, Clemson is number one. I guess they're basing that off of how good they, they think the team is. Uh, but, I mean, if they're the national champions of last year, you're going to rank them in number three when they got mostly all of their star players back. So I really think that this this has ruined the AP polls and now. Not only is it influencing uh, the AP polls, it's yeah, like I said, it's influencing the AP polls now because now Clemson has jumped ahead of Ohio State for number one in the AP polls and the playoff and the playoff committee. So I really think that this has just ruined uh, the college football rankings in general. Well, you know, it's interesting because there used to be a time where there were rankings and there were no playoffs, and now you have. Uh, you know, you have rankings and you have playoffs, but the ranking, the only ranking that really counts is the playoff ranking because that's what's going to decide who the four teams are that make it into the playoffs. The AP polls really have no relevance. 
it's just some it's somebody else's opinion now. And it's interesting that all that does is that that makes good for, you know, water cooler conversations. But the AP polls don't control who goes to the, the playoffs. So it's the it's the playoff polls which are more important than anything else. And everybody else, you just might as well, your, your polls might as well go away. They have no relevance. It's like, okay, that's what you believe. It's, it's like I, I like to say many times when there's conversations about anybody in a field of expert. If a non-expert walks up to the conversation and has an opinion, that's, he has an opinion, an individual opinion. It's not an expert opinion. So he's just he's entitled to his opinions like everybody else. You walk up to a group of people who are talking about the law and then a lawyer engages into the conversation. Well, you would think that that's, you know, somebody you you should respect their opinion because they're probably right. If you're talking about a legal matter, my wife watches, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the shows on TV with uh, with with the guy who's the judge Mathis. And and there will be people at times I've seen it watching with her. And there's people who are trying to make a point with Judge Mathis and he's trying to tell them the law and they have a different perspective of the law than he does. And they want to argue with him <laughs> like, really? He's the judge. You know that. Right. So. So anyway, so the judge and the jury is the playoff rankings. Would you agree with that, Chef Julian? The other polls, what does it what validity do they have? Yeah, I guess I guess that that is true. The judge and the jury is the playoff rankings, but um, I I just think that it's just ruined it for for uh, some people now. Like, cause I mean, how are you just gonna say that they're just the best team, better than all the other teams? You know, uh, they faced two two teams that were ranked. Uh, they beat them, of course. Uh, but I mean, Ohio State. They are going to face two teams that are ranked. If they beat them, will they be number one? I mean, well, uh, I, well, I well, well the way it goes for those big conference schools, you know, they're going to have a system where uh, probably because of their conference, and it, it a lot of it has to do with the Big Five conferences. They're going to come out on top. You know, maybe one may miss. Like last year, there were four schools, and and somebody thought they should have been in. Somebody who got beat already, <laughs> who's not in now. Okay, got beat pretty bad. I think we know that's TCU. But my point is that Ohio State still can run the tables and and get a seat at the dance. That's all you want is a seat at the dance. I don't have to be number one. I could be ranked number four as long as I get into the party. I don't want to be left out of the party. That's that's what I'm concerned about. And and I don't want to see them fall or, you know, and this is, this isn't bias. I think they deserve, I think they should, you know, have a seat and an invitation when it's all said and done. If they're undefeated, they certainly should be in the playoffs and, and have a chance to, uh, to compete. But, uh, but we'll see, we'll see, you know, things happens, uh, things change. Uh, Michigan state, uh, unfortunately, I think, uh, took it to the, you know, took one to the chin. And uh, but Indiana played Ohio State pretty tough. I, I wasn't surprised, you know. Uh, you know, it wasn't like it was impossible. I don't know if I'd have bet on them, but um, did it surprise me? Did I think it was impossible? No. Indiana looked pretty good. What'd you think about that when you saw Indiana play the Buckeyes in the course against Michigan State? Uh, I thought they played a good game. I mean, uh, uh, Indiana they did surprise some people by going all the way with uh, Ohio State until the end. Uh, 
And I think they surprised people even though, even with uh, that game against uh, Michigan State. But um, I think that this team, I mean, those certain schools like that, uh, they have once-in-a-lifetime games, you know, games where they could prove, prove themselves to be as good as these big-name schools. And I think there's, and I think Indiana was trying to be that one team. I mean, they came close, but you can't always win them. Yep. Well, that's good. They came back. I mean, they played two good teams, two high-ranked teams, back-to-back, and they performed well, and they got a victory out of one of those games. We got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chef Julian is on with me. He'll be back after this break, and so will I. So tune in and come back with us. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Show me. That's what matters. Uh, University of Missouri football players stood up and showed everyone what's the right thing to do when there are so many people uh, out there uh, concerned about a football game and a football team when you have so many people that are being treated unjustly. So they stood up and did the right thing. Ain't no more dumb jocks. I don't know where that came from, but we're going to get rid of that one. Uh, shout out to those fellows out there at the University of Missouri. Also, shout out to my coach, uh, former coach Dick Vermeil, on his uh, nice piece on a football life. Uh, uh, Chef Julian just informed me that it uh, looks like Andrew Luck is going to be out two to six weeks, uh, which is not good news for uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Andrew, you know, did get a victory against, uh, I'm sure he wanted to get a victory against Peyton. I don't care what he says. I don't care what Peyton says about it just being another game, you know, a loss. And I'm sure that's more than what he had to say. Uh, Peyton obviously wanted to go in there and get that record and get that victory. Uh, the record's not important, as important to him as the victory would have been. 
but Andrew is out. There's been a lot of injuries this year. Uh, also, the, the, the Patriots lost their running back, uh, I believe, for the remainder of the season. Uh, of course, we know uh, Big Ben got re-injured again for Steelers. Uh, he's going to be down for a while, of course, as, as well as they lost their running back. A lot of injuries this year, Chef Julian. Do you think the injuries are going to play a part uh, in in the end of the season? Because it always there's it has to be a trifecta. You have to have good offense, good defense, and injury free. Uh, you might, let me make it a, 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 a quad, you know, because you need special teams too. Uh, so, offense, defense, special teams, and injury free. Right now, you know. It looks like Tom Brady's team is is pretty healthy, with the exception they lose their running back. You know, so so that could factor in now as to if they go undefeated, which doesn't really mean anything. All you want to do is get to the playoffs. You you want to go undefeated in the playoffs. You don't need undefeated during the regular season means absolutely nothing in football. You want to be undefeated in the playoffs because it's one and done. But do you think that injury could affect the New England Patriots after the, uh, losing their running back up there? I actually, I think it might hurt them a little bit. Um, he was their best. He was a best, best running back, receiving running back. Uh, when Tom Brady couldn't find any of his receivers, he was his best checkdown uh, running back that he could throw to. So that could play a big part in his passing in the passing game. Uh, Legarrette Blunt, he's a runner, but I don't know if he's good in the receiving game. Uh, as far as other injuries are concerned, you know, uh, of course, uh, like I said, Andrew Luck, uh, I guess he scrambled late in the uh, game and uh, lacerated his kidney and tore it and um, had an abdominal tear uh, also. Um, so that's going to be playing a big part in their uh, season that's already a sinking ship. But, um, uh, other yeah, the injury bug has definitely plagued the NFL now. I think it's maybe a maybe it's better that it's in the middle of the season or in the beginning instead of towards the end. I mean, it well, let's look, let's let's look at uh, it happened at the beginning of the season for Big Ben. Now it happens again. He's going to be out. Now he's going to be out the middle of the season. Uh, I think you know switching over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I I think this injury is. Is something the injuries, if you will, is something that basically could almost end their season. Well, actually, he's not ruling himself out yet. I mean, I think that if he does not clear, uh, if he's not cleared by the doctors, of course, he's not going to play. But he's not ruling himself out yet. I don't know if he'll play. I don't. I'm not. That's real questionable about that because Big Ben might just ignore the doctors and just go play. But um, well, you, and he, you make a great point there. See, because see that that's where it he he crosses the line, and those decisions have been, you know, taken out of the players' control. You know, you got a a, a movie coming out here Christmas Day on concussions, uh, starring Will Smith. Uh, perhaps maybe where it was a time where uh, players had no say so in that conversation of if you're okay to go back or if you're not. 
uh, now it's been taken away from players and, you know, mostly it's the concussion protocol, uh, but all injuries are to be taken seriously and based upon the doctor's professional opinion, a decision should be rendered as to if that person goes back in. And speaking of that, that leads me right into, uh, of course, uh, the St. Louis Rams having a question and a need for uh, receivers and they bring in somebody who's, uh, you know, has concussion syndrome. Wes Welker, they bring him back. Really? You're going to bring a guy back who's already had too many concussions to even play the game, and he's going to pass a physical. And go, I, I just don't think that's a smart thing to do, Chef Julian. What do you What do you think about? Did you when you heard Wes Welker was coming back, knowing his history, did you Did you really think he would pass a physical and a team would take a chance on him? Well, I've I've heard that. Well, I know that he gets in. He gets a. He's had a number of concussions uh, in his career, but uh, I thought that it would be a good pickup for the Rams. I wasn't taking into account his uh, number, the number of concussions he had. That's a good point. Uh, he really, I think he really should be cautious with um, with the plays that he makes for this team. Uh, if he if he wants to play, then he he should go ahead and play. But he should make make sure that he's careful. And what's really interesting to me is, and I I just I, I'm curious as to know, because when I saw Teddy Bridgewater get hit, I, that was not a vicious hit. Teddy was sleep like he was. He, Teddy was like he was really he was. I mean, he was not cold. And. I mean, you, you could see him almost like he was laying on the field, and no disrespect, almost like he was comfortable in his sleep, and he was relaxed. That's how, that's how concussed he was, and it didn't appear that he took a real vicious hit. That's what scares me about Wes Welker. I've seen him go down a couple times, and, and, and I guess it could be a lot of times there are receivers, and based upon your height and your inability to move your body, your lack of athleticism, you can't get out of the way at times. Your head is in a position where it's in the strike zone for a person's shoulder, forearm, or helmet. You know, you can imagine if you're standing up next to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, your head is probably going to be in his stomach. You know, but if you if it's a guy who's, uh, you know, who's 5'9", 5'10", you know, he's right there. His head is right there with your shoulders if you're six two, six one. You know what I'm saying? So th- this is what kind of scares me about the guys like Wes Welker, uh, you know, coming back and, and possibly find themselves in a position where they could get seriously hurt. So I'm just a little concerned about Wes. I, I hope nothing happens to him. You know, I-, I found it amusing a few years back when, of course, Tom Brady's wife thought that, you know, Tom should be able to throw and catch the ball too. Oh, I'm sorry. She said he can't throw it and catch it too, but... Anyway, so uh, let's let's move on a little bit, Chef. A couple quarterbacks played last night. Are these guys has-beens? Uh, I mean, the reality of are they really relevant in the National Football League? You got Chicago Bears and you got this, you know, the, the, the Chargers playing. And the Chargers, I've already told people that the uniforms just too pretty. They can't win anything. They, they, they the uniforms are too pretty. They'll never win anything. But you got Philip Rivers and, and Jay Cutler. Uh, are these guys? I mean, are they to be taken seriously as? Super Bowl contenders, two men that possibly still can take a team to a Super Bowl. I mean, do you really consider them as someone? I can understand if there's 32 teams, you got to have a quarterback. You might have to end up picking them. But are these two men that you think could lead a team to a Super Bowl at this time? Have they shown you that? 
Um, not yet. Uh, no. It's been a long time for for, for Philip Rivers. It's been a long time, you know. Yeah, Philip Rivers has shown uh, that he could do it at at some point. Uh, but I think that ship sailed once uh, Ladainian Tomlinson left and uh, Sean Marion and all those other great players that was on that Chargers offense and defense. Once they left, I think that. Uh, that ship sailed with them. And that, uh, I, I, I'm glad you said that because that's what I'm thinking. It's like, okay, when do you, do you give up on a quarterback? I mean, when do you realize that, you know what, this guy, he's just not going to get it done. We've had so many weapons around him at one time and we couldn't get it done then. We're not going to be able to get it done with him. I mean, think about all the great players. They'd have to just find great players to get back on that team. And it's not going to, if you're going to have to rebuild the team through the draft, he may be somebody who has to go. There was talk about him going, but he may have to go. And then Jay Cutler, he, I think Jay just got a new contract not long ago. Uh, Phillip, I think Philip did too. So these guys, these teams have made a commitment to these players, but I just don't think those two guys stand a chance to take their teams to the Super Bowl. Maybe to the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe. That, uh, Philip Rivers actually took this team, a, a Chargers team, and went 14-2 and two one season and also was the number one seed in the AFC on the and AFC lost. side of the playoffs. And, and lost. They lost to the, the that's what, I'm not, I'm not forgetting that. Round. I'm not forgetting that. No, that's what I'm saying. And lost. Like you said, in the first round. I'm, that's why I'm not, I'm not forgetting that. And, and, and again, they, some people, you know, it's like they say about, you know, Peyton. You know, Peyton is the best, you know, quarterback ever during the regular season. But his brother may be one of the best ever in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, he's got two Super Bowl rings. You very few quarterbacks in the history of the NFL has two or more Super Bowl championship rings, you know? So it's like, okay, do you want to be close and play horseshoes or do you want to win? And and so Philip Rivers and those guys get you close and he doesn't even get you real close. He just gets you close. You can get close. You can be 8-8 eight and, eight and get into the playoffs, 9-7 and seven and get into the playoffs. That, all you need is just to get there. So if he just gets you there, he doesn't even get you close. I mean, he doesn't even, he's not even going to deliver. He's not going to deliver a trophy to his high school, meaning, and I'm not going to deliver one either to mine, but I think Mike Doss may be able to deliver one too because, yeah, okay. But anyway, I'm, I'm talking about the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl, of which anybody who played in the Super Bowl will get to deliver a participating trophy to their high schools. And so I think Mike Doss was on when, they, when the, when the um, Indianapolis Colts came here to Arizona and, and they lost. Um, I think Mike Doss was active on that team. and uh, Or did he, did he win with them? Either way, I think Mike Doss may be. Mike Doss was a part of one of those Super Bowl teams. Uh, if he wasn't, uh, he was close to being. But I think he was. We, we could research that. Uh, but anyway, Chef Julian, what we're going to do is we're going to get off of those two guys because they are NFL quarterbacks, and the NFL needs at least two quarterbacks uh, on each roster. And so I think those guys are at least what, 32, so 30, 64. I think they're one of the top 64 quarterbacks in America. So I think they'll be on the teams for a few years. But I just, I, I, if I'm trying to win... I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. Philip Rivers and Jay Cutler, a long time before, I, you know, 
But we'll see. I'll tell you what, this is uh, time for us to take a break. We're going to take this break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish it out. We're going to talk a little bit about the power rankings. Might even talk about my Eagles. How about them Cowboys? My Eagles beat them Cowboys. You listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a matter. Chef Julian's with me. We'll be back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Show me. That's what the University of Missouri football team said to those people out there is don't give us lip service. Show us. This man must go. Students on this university deserve to be treated and respected like any and everybody. And we want to stand up to make sure it happens. So shout out to those young men. Uh, proud of you. Uh, Chef Julian, uh, how about my Eagles? They got it done in fashion, a walk-off fashion. Dropped the mic, did a Beyonce uh, on the Dallas Cowboys in their stadium. Uh, it was a good football game. It was a good football game and uh, a little back and forth throughout the game. Uh, happy to see that. I always want to see entertaining football. Uh, Dez, I got to say, that catch that Dez made, I, I just got to give it up to him, you know. Talking about a vertical and a man going just going after the ball. That, that's that's the kind of football player you need. Yeah, that's the kind of football player you want. You want somebody who he not only backs up what he says, uh, but he does it in such a way where it is it's priceless. I mean, he he delivers on some memorable moments, and and that would you can uh, you can just appreciate when when great players do make great plays, and and he he made a great play there in the end zone on that catch, but. Um, 
Tony Romo. I mean, Tony Romo is is he proving his value? I don't really know because are the Cowboys any worse off than they would be? He was if he was there, yes. But then what would he do? Get him to the playoffs or not get him to the playoffs and win one game or two games? So you know, I'm. It's like okay, if Tony was playing, they might have won a few more extra games. But would they really still be? Would they be Super Bowl contenders right now? At this position, this time of the season, it's a hypothetical. I just, but I just gotta say no. But the Dallas Cowboys, what do you think about them at this point, and, and what do you think, you know, is the future for them? I think that uh, it's going to be a long road ahead of them to, uh, to this this season. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be better once uh, Tony Romo comes back. I think that uh, that they're going to have a long offseason also. Uh, a lot of re-signings, a lot of new faces probably coming to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but, I, I mean, I got to I got to give it to the Philadelphia Eagles. They 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 played hard. They uh and they did not let like they didn't they didn't let them score as much as they could have because the Dallas Cowboys got a lot of calls their way. And I'm I'm telling you if they were if they were on point that game, they could have made a made that game a laugher easily. But, you know, the Eagles stood stood tall and they uh you came out with the win. Uh, yeah, well, that's called that's that's, that's called fashion. listen. That, that's called you know making a play when you need a play. That somebody's got to make a play. You get in a huddle and you say, "Hey, man, somebody got to make a play. We got to stop them. We just got to make a play." You know, you can you know you can let them go up and down the field, but hey, you know, get in the red zone. We need either stop or field goal. No touchdowns. You know, uh, but that uh, that Eagles defense. If, if the Eagles had an offense. The Eagles' defense is playing good enough that, you know, they deserve some recognition. I think they're number one in the league in takeaways. Uh, so, the, yeah, the Eagles, are, you know, they got a little bit there. It's just Matthews, if he could ever get it right, uh, and if we could get a running game, a, susta- a sustainable running game, that might be something there. But I, but the NFC East, anything could happen, you know. Any, anything could happen with the NFC East. Uh, with the Cowboys, I, I think one thing about it, I just want to say this before we get into the power rankings, though. You know, I think people still forget, you know, Tony Romo still has a very serious back concern, too. So I still think Tony is not healthy, period. You know, you know, he made this off being off may help his back even heal some more. But a back injury is a serious injury. And he still, you know, he was recovering from that. So uh, let, let's let's do this a little bit. Let's uh, we want to give a shout out, of course, to uh, uh Cam Newton, who beat up on the Green Bay Packers because there were a lot of people who didn't think he just, he stood a chance. He or his Carolina Panthers stood a chance in that game. Uh, but uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the first half, it, it was all she wrote. Cam and, and the Panthers were, woo, uh, they looked like they were Super Bowl bound. What would you think about that, Chef Julian? Uh, I think that this team is definitely a team to watch out for. If you don't have them on your playoff watch or your championship watch, you might you you should uh, start looking into it because this Carolina Panthers team, they just show that they might just they are a legit uh, playoff contender, maybe even title contender with a win against the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so let's go down uh, the list here and let's start from uh, from number ten. And uh, at number ten, uh, going into this power ranking, we got. 
the uh, St. Louis Rams. The St. Louis Rams, number 10. Uh, do you really think the St. Louis Rams are deserving to be number 10 in this power rankings, uh, Chef Julian? Not at all. I think that uh, they shouldn't even be in the power yeah, rankings. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm glad you said that. Go right ahead. I think that the Falcons should be at least number 10. I mean, they have uh, – they are two games above them in the uh, rankings. I mean, in uh, record-wise, they have two more wins and one less loss. I mean, I think the Falcons aren't, aren't even in the top ten. That's a that's a problem right there. Well, the Falcons, you know, I, I guess part of it is perception. And they're the Falcons, although the Falcons have a history of being, you know, a competitive team. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's almost like they're the St. Louis I'm sorry, it's almost like they're the San Diego Chargers, you know, of the NFC. But I'm going to make them a little tougher than that. But I, I don't think they deserve their – and I'm not sure number nine. Number nine, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? The, the Pittsburgh Steelers – I mean, the league must really be bad if the Pittsburgh Steelers are number nine and they got two of their best players on the offense, the quarterback and the running back that is out, and you're telling me the Steelers are number nine? Come on, Chef Julian. That makes no sense. Uh, I think – Losing your uh, starting running back and quarterback, I think that should definitely drop your ranking. Not even in the top fifteen. No, that that that's going to be hard. I, you know, and I, I, this ranking, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I left it to you to come up with this ranking, and and you know, I'm sure we got a legitimate source, but it's it's weak. So let's go to. I, I, there's no way you're not going to tell me that. Okay, let's go to number eight. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota Vikings look all right now. I'm not, Adrian Peterson may be warming up a little bit here. What, what do you think? I mean, I, I hundred some yards uh, his first game. I think this season. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely surprising some people. I mean, they had some talent, but nobody has thought that this talent can produce a six and two start. Uh, four in a row now yeah. for the Minnesota Vikings, and they're looking real hot. They might just win this division this year. Uh, let's look at the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think the Seahawks, you know, they're at number seven. Uh, I'm not sure they're the seventh best team in the National Football League, but the Seahawks could win any game. I think any game they could play, they could win, as well as I, I, they could stand a 50-50 chance of beating anybody. Depend upon, you know, and I'm talking about the best uh, when we get to those other top teams, uh, those ones that are below them. Of course, I believe they would they would beat them every time. But uh, uh, I, I can give the Seahawks that. But the next team above the Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, that's a team I think is hot. Not just because I live out here and it's hot, but but I like the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to be coming off a bye this week. And uh, we'll, we'll see what the Arizona Cardinals do. What do you think about the Cardinals or, and the Seahawks if you want to make a comment? The Arizona Cardinals, they're looking like a real good team this year, uh, as good as they were last year. Um, I think if they uh, uh, tune up that, you know, that defense that they press a, press, pedal, put the pedal to the metal on that uh, defense, uh, then definitely they'll definitely be a real, real, they'll have a real good shot at that title, definitely. But the Seahawks, if you're four and four and you're not above five hundred, you shouldn't be in the top ten. Sorry. Right. Okay, I think they're going off their reputation. You know, last couple of years, so we'll give them that. Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, and then Denver. We got, we got, we oh, we got, only got a couple of minutes here. Green Bay just coming off that loss. A uh, Cam got to them. Don't really know about that. Uh, Denver also coming off a loss. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how those two come back and bounce back. Uh, Carolina, there's up there. Bengals number two, and the Patriots and Tom Brady, of course. 
uh, round things out at number one. A quick comment about those uh, last uh, five, four, three, two, one. There, uh, Chef Julian, you got about thirty seconds. Green Bay, good team. See how they're going to play it off the loss. Denver, uh, great defense, tough offense. Those other three teams, they're on the roll. Let's see if uh, anybody can stop them. Hey, you heard it there. Chef Julian out of the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. You have to listen to him next week. Be sure to join us. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.